Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge. When you hear that sound, you know you're in the purge pod. Welcome back to another episode of the purge pod. Today is October 13th. I'm recording as always with our fearless leader, Johnny. Welcome back, Johnny. How do you feel after one episode? It's good to be on purge pod part D. Hoping to make this uh, a long road here and commitment to what we're doing but it's good to be back good to see you i like seeing you every week this is nice this is great we text all the time and we're going to be seeing each other next week but to actually like have like a a thing to do yeah. and and to record every friday is great i i love that we're yeah, doing this nice. and two in a row we do one more that's called a winning streak and we're just yeah. going to keep it rolling before we get started i just want to give a shout out to all our our jewish homies in, in the group i know you guys are going through a lot of stuff right now we are unequivocally behind you we're here to support you it's a really difficult time and i hope you guys know that we are we are with you and that goes to anyone else who may or may not be listening who is also jewish probably there's nobody but if you are that goes for for you as well it's a tough time and we recognize that hopefully that the pod just can be a a nice distraction to lift up some spirits and and just keep it fun keep it light and, and give you something else to just focus on for a bit Definitely what TJ said. A hundred percent. Let this be an escape for 30 to 35 minutes. And with that, let's go into a standings update based off last week. What are some quick highlights that happened in matchups last week, Johnny? Third place race got a little bit tighter. You had the, the front runner we talked about, Team Gerbert. They were up about seven to eight points going into the week. They lost to Sam, who was right behind them. He moved up three points to close that gap i myself won two so i'm pacing with them so now the third place race is is a three-point differential between three teams brad's loss last week put him in out of playoffs still early but sitting on the outside looking in now and having a 10 point difference to make up is is starting to look like a little rough for brad in third place the other thing that we need to recognize the way this is trending based off of this current standings right now, it's really looking like last place is going to be between Tim and Josh and I. We are, right now as I stand it, we are one point within each other and we are both 0-5 in the league. We it's, lost to you guys last week. We were both 0-4. We played you and we got our ass kicked by 80. Yeah, We lost by 80. <laughs> My team was due. It was we, an 0-4. That was a bloodbath. Yeah. Yeah. You know how on Yahoo it says, oh, shop your favorite fantasy player of the week. And it just shows buy your jersey of your favorite player. Right now, ours is Matt Stafford at 44. We are oh. really bad. We need oh, some. That's, that's rough. We need some like magic. We haven't played Tim yet, but I'm sure that's going to be just an atrocious matchup. I've got Tim this week, and I have a feeling when you have that highest points of the week type team like I did last, my team is due for another reset, regression, you know, regression back to the mean here. Uh, I have a feeling I'm going down this week to Tim. 
it, it, it doesn't feel good. Jamar's not putting up a 50 bag again on anybody. But you, yeah, yeah. I mean, you went ahead and traded him in another league. It's, you're all about it. In, in Cincinnati, I trust. I'm, I decided my gut was right. Everyone else was wrong. And I'm doubling down on the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. You know what, Johnny? Just, I like it. No, why not just double down? I think you do. Can we move on to bad beats? You have, you want to explain this to the league. I think people need to know how much of a ge- degenerate you are. But go ahead and yeah, explain what's, what happened to you last week. So one thing, I, I'm a big sucker for those fun parlays and, and you get the, the best odds ever. But one thing I was thinking about is college football from a end of the year perspective is rather predictable. The top 20 teams are probably going to have one loss, maybe two. And if it's two, it's an SEC team. So a strategy I started doing at the beginning of this year, or maybe not beginning, about halfway through the college football season, was I'm going to do money line bets on the heavy favorites, up like 20, 15-point favorites, more than two scores. And for the past three weeks, I've done this bet. It only winds up, it winds up being a 12 to 14-team parlay. And the odds are only usually plus 250, because I'm, pick, I'm picking Michigan to beat Rutgers, right? And I'm not taking the points, I'm just taking money lines. It hit two weeks in a row. Week three, 14 teams to get to a plus 250. And the team that lost it for me were the Miami Hurricanes forgetting that you can just kneel a football and win games. I can't, I can't explain what the coaching staff was thinking. So for those who, aren't, who don't know what happened, I'm sure most of us do, the game was at hand. It was over. All Miami had to do was kneel and, clock, and, and the game was over. Run out the clock and they were done. However, they decided to run the football, fumbled. I don't even know who they're playing. Went down, scored. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech went down, scored. Game was over. They fumbled. Georgia Tech had zero timeouts. It was third down. So a knee, there's not enough time. 37 seconds were left on the play clock. All they had to do was kneel. Time runs out. They run the ball. He fumbles it. And Georgia Tech goes down the field and scores with nine seconds left. Game over. And it blew what would have been three for three and a 14-leg parlay because the Hurricanes could not beat Georgia Tech. I think they were 20-point favorites in that game. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. That was nuts. That was that's a, a bad crazy beat. ending. You heard announcers talking yeah. about it. Yeah, that's a tough bad beat. So will you be doing another 14-teamer? 14 14 it's already in. Already in. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we'll share a screenshot amongst the group so people can, can know <laughs> yeah. what you're betting. I love it. Yeah. All right. We're going to get to our, our movie awards. We are going to start this trend of each episode is going to be correlated to a movie. Last week's was Happy Gilmore. This week is going to be Wedding Crashers. We're excited about this. Johnny, actually, you came up with the categories on this one. So why don't we go ahead and, and um, explain what the different categories are? Do you want me to uh, tag in the actual quote we're doing here or just give the overarching what we are meaning by these categories? I think you, you can say what the quote is and what it means. Okay. So the, the first quote that we're going with is, uh, the painting was a gift, Todd. I'm taking it with me. And that is for what we are saying early in the season, you got a guy, didn't cost you much, and they're going to be a surefire keeper in the next season. The second award is I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books. This is basically just we're five weeks in, we're taking a look at how teams are performing, and basically if you're thinking it's time to kill yourself. And the third award 
is erroneous on both counts. And this is a take for where we think a person has started off slow or started off really hot. And we think it's erroneous. We think they're going to go the other direction for the rest of the year. So TJ, why don't you kick us off here for who did you have for the painting was a gift, Todd? The I'm painting was a gift, Todd. Dermot tried to seduce me. You did? I want my painting back. The painting was a gift, Todd. I'm taking it with me. I'm going with Nico Collins and Forrest and Joe here. I think, like, he's been hyped up for a while. Everyone knows he's super talented. He's been super talented. Coming out of the draft, the actual NFL draft, he was super talented. I'm actually not even sure if they drafted him. I'm sure they did, but if they got him, they would be real late, Forrest and Joe. But he is with cj stroud being the the quarterback he's looking like a legit for for sure like i i think i would have to keep him even if someone had tank dell too i would keep him as well i think cj stroud is that good he's only going to get better yeah he's looking like a an incredible pro quarterback he's already broken the record for most passes without an interception to start a career and this again that's a crazy like some of these guys that are on that list they started like in halfway through the season and then it bled over a couple of games. This is from day one. Mm-hmm. So I think there's yeah. something to be said about that. And I think they legitimately have to think about him being a keeper. I, I agree. I think it's a great pick. I went with Devon Achan with Yoni and Don, Team Donnie. I believe he made it through our draft with not really getting drafted or he might have been dropped, but they added him back in for $0. So he will be a $15 keeper going to next year when I think in most either auction or regular redraft leagues, he's going to be a second round pick at the lowest $40, $50 would be where I think people are going to go on HN next season. Wait, so they dropped him and then picked him back up? No, they had the ad. I don't know who dropped him, but he was a, he was a free agent ad for $0. The entire league passed on him. And Holy got hell. Picked up. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be, he has to be a keeper going forward. Even though he's splitting for years, even though he's hurt now and he maybe mm-hmm. quote unquote splitting time with was most hurt, yep. he's their guy. He has he's and the fastest offense, guy on their team, isn't he? Like he's faster than Tyreek. Uh, I think I believe he does have the fastest recorded. We'll see how that ends. It's hard. I think the top seven speeds recorded this year are all Miami Dolphins. It's like what the Raiders tried to do for decades, but now they have a, a, a coach that can actually just be like, oh, it's not just fast. It's Designed play fast. So, and it's the fun to watch. drafted a, a wide receiver who is ironically in jail for driving too fast and going it, in, a, it in an accident. Yeah. Okay. So, next one. I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books. Listen, I'm getting married. Get out. What? You just sat there and said that you were happy for me that I'm hanging by a thread. I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books. You said that the book wasn't yours. Don't worry about the book. We actually had the same team here so Mm -hmm. this idea is somebody who thought they were going to have a much better team overall that they are just like clearly underperforming yeah and And we we both had we we went tim tim on this one we try to take injuries out of it like cooper cup you you knew going in you're waiting till week four or five so he is on tim's team that wasn't the reason tim got it he also had eckler who was not injured going in got injured olave who has been completely underperforming not necessarily his fault the quarterback play has been wild christian watson wasn't hurt at draft then week one he had an issue didn't play but since he's been back it hasn't been great and then the cincinnati Bengals and higgins has been also bad then got injured too yeah tim's on the edge we're gonna 
we do some wellness checks in the group chat every now and then. That's one of them this week for sure. He, he definitely could be a, a slow starter. Obviously, Eckler got hurt. Yeah. Watson came back late. Higgins got hurt now. Olave hasn't mm-hmm. been performing. Once Eckler's back, which it sounds like he may be back this week or the week after. This week. And, uh, yeah. Yep. So this, he could But do they have Dallas? Back. They do they have, have Dallas. Dallas this week. They have Dallas. Dallas is going to be pretty upset after last week. Yeah, right. that, that's going to be. A, that's, I think it'll be a good game. Good test for both those teams. It will. I'm not Better than Bills sure Giants Sunday night. That's oh my God. we should just not watch that. Flex that out a little. It's, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, Tim. I, I, even though Tim is zero and five, and he is, as we stated at the beginning, going to be a part of the race for last, which I think will probably be between us. I think he could turn it around. But yeah, right now he's got to be feeling like what the like what the hell like I should have a much better team. Actually, though, in thinking about your race for last, even though Greg and Forrest currently are, or, or sorry, Grons and, and Foe, currently are in a spot where they have good teams, they're going to sell a bit here. They're not playing for first, second, or third. If they get up, they're going to pull what you did in baseball. Right before the trade deadline, they're going to dump to get, and, and they could drop a little bit. So we'll, we'll see. It's You look at the team we just read you for Tim, I would trade for every single one of those players on his team. Right. I think the other thing, too, is a really good point. We're going to be going into our rankings of the basketball keepers based off of a number of different factors, which we'll talk about. But there's still an opportunity to try and get more dollars if you can yeah. or sell off. It's definitely not set necessarily. So people can start trading next year's, so 2025's dollars, starting as soon as this Sunday, right? Actually, no. Okay. No. The way that's going to work in this one is football season needs to end before access to your because you can only ever have two years of dollars live, and so our football season's still live. Our football season will end before baseball starts. You just have a little bit of a, a hold on when you're going to get access to future money, but around December-ish, January when we end, we're still two months out from baseball, so you'll have enough access to get your money before that starts. But what we want to avoid happening, if you open it too soon, it gives people a piggy bank to just start spending even more money in this season, which would make it unfair for it. It, it makes too much access to money to buy championships. Okay, so you're so then you're just trading twenty twenty four dollars then at this point. Yes, you okay, can trade cool. one year future dollars. We're still in this season. Cool. And then when football ends and trade deadline passes, you'll open up your twenty twenty five dollars. Got it. Okay. Next uh, next category here. Erroneous. It's erroneous on both counts. And he lived with his mother till he was 40. She tried to poison his oatmeal. Erroneous. Erroneous. Erroneous on both counts. Go ahead, Johnny. Who do you have for this one? In this instance, I was trying to think of someone and looking at stats it's, that is surprisingly bad, but I think is going to turn around. And, and my pick here was Jalen Waddle. We talked about it earlier. This is the number one offense in the league. And Waddle's been horrible. Last week, you saw 37% target percentage. He was a little banged up to start. A-chan goes down. They're going to probably see a little bit less running out of Miami unless Jeff Wilson is back and healthy. I think you're going to see a little bit more of a passing game against a very bad Carolina Panthers secondary and, and Waddle kind of turning it around and having, you know what, I'm going to go anytime touchdown. 
I'm going to put some money on Waddle this weekend. A little anytime. Put my money where my mouth is. You know what? I'm going to be in New York this weekend. I'm going to have access to actually make <laughs> it's dangerous legit funds. I'm going to have access to funds. Mm-hmm. I have access to funds. I have access to a <laughs> mechanism that allows me to use those funds and probably lose <laughs> those funds. So yeah. I, am, I, will, I will go yes. anytime touchdown. I'll get a little, yeah. s- a little slippery yeah. with it. Hey, listen, I'm not going to be, I'm not, in, I'm never in a state that allows gambling ever. When I'm there, I might as well get a little freaky with it. I have DJ Moore on this one. And the way I thought about it was it doesn't matter what happened last week. It's probably never going to happen again. I really never just again. don't think like, I mean, let alone getting 50 points. I don't think like with as long as, as long as their quarterback is Justin Fields, I can't get behind any receiver. I really just cannot do it. So congratulations on getting that huge game by him, but it doesn't matter to me. It's erroneous. What, what do you make of Caleb Williams coming out basically saying, I can make enough money on NIL to not come to the league? Do you think he would go to Chicago? If Chicago was last, do you think he'd come out and be a bear? I think it depends who their coach is. Like, if their coach is... Ben Johnson from the from the Lions, who's the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. coordinator sure. I think there's a, a legit chance that he would come out and, and go there. We also have to make we, – we saw that same tweet. I don't know if yeah. that is accurate or not, but if it is, that's that's wild. That will change the landscape of college football going I, forward. Because all I these guys this. like Arch Manning is already yeah. worth supposedly – and he hasn't played one game for Texas, is already worth mm-hmm. $2.4 million in NIL. So if this keeps happening yeah. – this is, has real ramifications to the draft because these kids who are, and I'm going to call them kids because they're, not, they're still in college, they can have their pick of the litter of where they want to go. It changes a lot of dynamics. The, sh- the Shield's smart, right? If, if they start seeing that being a legitimate detriment to their business, they'll change salary cap. They will change the contract minimums for first-year guys coming out, and they'll fix it because they don't want that. They don't want – this is the most hyped prospect since luck. Mm-hmm. basically saying, I don't want to come out because I'm making more in college, there'll be a reset there, if that if that's true. I don't think it is. I, Caleb, I saw the same thing. I think he was around $2.75 million right now. Mm-hmm. And Arch has got the, the Manning name on his back, so that's why his is so high, too. And he, he's a great prospect. But the, part of that is Eli and, and Peyton being where they are. And Arch, yeah. It's it, I'll, I'll be really interested to see what happens. We've seen, this, we've seen these kind of threats before, but nothing ever happens i mean in football there's a couple cases of john elway did it of course eli manning did it and that actually worked out for both them and the chargers with philip rivers we'll see supposedly there's a list of seven teams on there that he'll only go to and i don't think the i don't think the bears are on there and the bears have a very high hard if they get the one two because of the situation they have with draft picks and you can be like look we've got a new head coach and we're you're going to have dj Moore there and we're bringing harrison jr in and to a historic, say what you want about the Bears. That is a, a that fan base loves their team. It's an historic team. You know, you're in a, you're in a great, awesome conference, and it's a cool city. I think it'd be hard for him to stay out if it was Chicago. It's almost too obvious that Ben Johnson would go there if they have the first and second yeah. pick, and they're able to get Marvin Harrison Jr., who, by all accounts, is the top wide receiver yeah. prospect to come out in five years. Like he's also yep. incredibly good, which he is. I've I've seen him play. He's awesome. Yeah. Let's move on to our basketball Ooh, prep, okay. our rankings. So what I had texted Johnny is there's a couple different factors when we went into thinking about the rankings here. We haven't seen each other's rankings. We are going to go from 10th to 1st and where we're at. 
the way we decided to do this was obviously the type of players that you're keeping, their quality of players, the amount they're being kept for, and the third is percentage of overall budget. So not the budget because we don't, everyone can have their own budget for basketball, but looking at the overall year's budget, what that percentage is. And so those are the factors that played in here. A few so, things to keep in mind on this one. Yes. Just for everyone, it's a $250 per sport auction value. So standards usually 200. So you're going to hear maybe a little bit inflated prices than you would normally think of. And two, everyone's had a year to trade dollars. So you had teams this year that, that maybe punted away because they weren't in the running. So they're going to have budgets that are higher. I think the highest is starting at 876 and where I'm at the lowest, I was really trying to buy in this year, I only have $650 to play with. So you've got a little bit of a spread there. So that's why that spend percentage is a really key stat for this because you're gonna be trying to figure out something that works for you in your strategy based on varying dollars here. If someone has a $200 advantage, that's huge going into an auction draft. Yeah, I think right now, I'm looking at it, I think we have the most money going in at 775 this is not including the auction removal, I believe. And uh, the lowest amount is, yep. who had the lowest amount here looking? You do, Johnny, at 545. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll kick this off. I'll kick this off and okay. I will go with who I have last. Last place team for me. Last place team. Not last place team. Last place ranking. Yep. And again, there's a lot of fluidity here. Dollars could change. We don't know who's going to be who's going to be drafted. I am going with Tim as my tenth ranked keeper team. I reasoning behind here, like I'd like to Jordan Poole at fifteen. The Cade Cunningham at thirty is a little expensive, especially when you compare at like Sam keeping Anthony Edwards at thirty-one. Cade missed a lot of time last year. I think it was on purpose. They tanked. Scotty Barnes is okay. I still don't know. It could have been a sophomore slump. I with Van Fleet gone, I think he could see a jump, but I really don't know what to expect out of Scotty Barnes. I think a lot of people thought he would really make that next leap. But overall, he's he has 670 637 going to the year. These keepers take up uh, around 11% of the budget, which is around the average across all the teams. But overall, I just don't love the keepers and at the cost he got him at when it rains, it pours. I also had Tim in the 10th spot. Similar notes. I think Caden Scotty, he didn't get a deal on them for the for the price he spent. I think he actually overpaid for Scotty on where, where I think he's going to go. Uh, Cade right about where uh, he would go. And and unfortunately for me, I think the, the three together, I think were the worst group of ranked keepers. There's not a top 10 guy there. I don't think there's a top 20 guy in that group. Maybe Jordan. Jordan's going to have a lot of volume. So if you're looking at it from a, a point of view of just that, is he a top 20 NBA player? No. Is he a top 20 fantasy player? Maybe. Um, you know, but the, yeah, the, I, had, I have a number 10. The one thing that I actually I go back and forth on is the $15 minimum keeper. I think that changes a lot because I think it's a lot mm-hmm. for somebody that you could pick up. But it also changes yeah. like if you want to keep somebody you pick up, like it's not going to it's not going to be cheap. That is you can get it's, guys who are going to be better for two, three dollars in the draft for sure. Yeah, we're trying to thread a needle there, and we can go back to the previous. If if that 15 minimum wasn't there, then Devon HM would be $0 keeper next year. That can't happen. That, that is too much of a leg up, right? So it does have a little bit of a penalty there for borderline guys. Maybe you could get him for 10 bucks, and he's going for 15 but it's really to protect a little bit of parity that could happen in that situation. 
All right, let's go on to ninth. I, ninth here, I have, I was going to call them. I didn't know how to say it. I, I, I have Griffin. I have Griffin and Zach, or Zach with Griffin there. I have them here for a couple reasons. One, they're only keeping two guys, and their two guys are responsible for 16% of their yearly budget. Think about that. Only two guys are responsible for 16%. He only has, or they yep. only have 575 going into the year, and they're keeping Jokic, which the Joker is incredible, arguably the best fantasy mm -hmm. player, for 72, and Mikel Bridges for 18. In their position, I don't know if I keep Jokic in, in this situation. I think they have some other guys that they could get for cheaper, and I know he's really good, but given how much they've traded away and what percentage of their overall budget is there, I, 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 can't, I can't get them any higher. Interesting. I had a, a little bit of a similar approach. My nine is, is Team Brusser, Brad and Musser. One keeper in Jalen Brown, great keeper. You got them at a, at a nice savings. I thought they could do more there. You know, um, they, it, it didn't take a lot of their budget. A lot of guys were out there that could have gone in, in, gone after. And I don't think, again, Jalen's not moving the needle. I don't think he's a top ten. I don't maybe around top 15, 20 guy. There's a lot of mouths to feed in 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 Boston, uh, and I'm I think they could have done more there. So that I had them in the nine spot for only going with one keeper. Yeah, we're really off on that, and and I think the thing that I like about it is Ryan is playing Ryan, who is now going to be coming in and supporting Brad on basketball. Ryan is playing the idea that he is going to be able to get guys that he knows fits his strategy at a cheaper cost yeah. within the the auction. I think the thing that he's not really aware of is that there is no limit to how much can be spent within basketball yep. and it's the first sport and I think there's going to be a little bit more being spent overall mm -hmm. um, you know keeping Brown at 3% of their overall like budget it doesn't bother me at all and I think if I had to lean here I trust Ryan to be able to draft really well but I think he could be up for a rude awakening of guys that are available that he thinks he can get for cheap because of some teams are going to be spending upwards of 3 to 350 I think in basketball yeah I definitely seen that happen. I think basketball statistically was our highest spend sport in the first year. Let's go on to eighth here. For eighth, I have Donnie. So Yoni, Yoni and Don. Overall, I just I, I can't get behind any team that's keeping Kyrie Irving. I don't know how many games he's gonna play. He's gonna lose his shit. Yeah. I think Desmond Bain at fifteen dollars is a great value with Morant, but that's not the whole year. It's about thirty games, I think, or is it thirty, forty games? That he's that he's going to be missing. It's is it clearly defined? I think it's an initial, and then they're going to see what's going to happen there. So it's at yeah. least thirty. So it, listen, it, it's good value. I'm sure they're going to be spending pretty heavy in the draft, if I had to guess. And Devin Vassell's a good young yep. player. Like I, I, I can't get behind that. And I, they, they're, I think that was the surprise keeper of everyone of all the keepers looking at it. But I don't necessarily like. I, I think they could have been fine not keeping Vassell and only keeping Bane. I would have them at least three to four uh, places higher if they just kept Bane. I just can't get, get, I can't get Irving. So you definitely approach this more from, instead of average, you went for total. Total was more your, your of statistical fantasy. Because there's, for those that don't do fantasy sports that much, there's really two statistical contents you can look at. The season average, which just takes in when you play, what are your averages? Or season total, which really benefits guys who stay healthy. So if you looked at a Kyrie Irving, his season average is great. 
he might play 50 games, which is horrible. That That's interesting. Yeah. My eight, I went with you. Similar logic. I, I'm not an Anthony Davis believer that he's going to stay healthy. And I also think they rest him a lot. I think they've got a good team this year. I, you got him for a good value. I, I think it's undervalued, but that's an, this is an average play and not a totals play for me. Love Brunson where you got him. But the Sengun, look, I get it. I understand what Josh is doing. When I look at the spend, I think overall savings for value, you guys were on the lower end of this one. And if I took a look at the overall keeper pool, I think that you, I don't think you have a top 20 guy there. So I had us at seventh. So right after this, I agree with everything you're saying. So everyone who doesn't know the dynamics of Josh and my, like how we run it, he runs basketball 90%. I run baseball 90%. And then we share football. The Anthony Davis was actually a last second last second keeper we just thought we're going to get him for a cost that makes sense we have a lot of money going yep. into it brunton was a no-brainer for us and singun is just just lover boy oh so that's josh that josh in the parliament did that too there would be a yeah. guy that josh loved regardless of what he was actually going to do chris dunn one year mitch rob for a few years he, he did this where this guy's going to pop and it's just it's josh he does fall in love with certain guys i have a text here which is hilarious he goes uh, let me see if I can find this really quick and we'll cut this out. He goes, when have I ever been wrong about a player outside of Mitchell <laughs> Robinson, Anthony Randolph, Chris Dunn, Lonzo Ball, Adam Morrison, <laughs> and a few Randolph. dozen others I haven't missed. So listen, I just I knew going into part Eventually Josh he's going to be right. He has been right too, but he attaches himself yeah. to to studs. And I actually like Singoon a lot. I think that they could run the offense through him. And he, we send a clip yeah. of each other of JJ Redick lo- like just gushing over him. So I'm, if JJ Redick loves him, <laughs> I, I'm all about it. Who did you have at seventh? I had Donnie. I agree with everything you said. Kyrie, I, I can't trust it. Devin Vassell is arguably the worst keeper as far as overall what they're going to do this year. And I, I like Bain at 15. I think even if Jaws there, Bain's great value at 15. And, but I agree. I would have had them a little bit higher um, if they didn't go with the other two keepers. What do you have at six? At six, I have you, Johnny. So this is the first time you're coming up. I think the only thing that really, I think overall, like in terms of the actual keepers, you have, I would say, top three just pure talent guys being kept. Like it is no doubt like, you're keeping Lillard, Booker, and you got Holmgren in a trade that Josh and I are still very upset about, that you're going to be able to keep him. I think he's going to be awesome. The thing that throws me off is all those guys, like Holmgren fits a little bit weird with Damian and Lillard, but I'm not going to knock you much on that because we have the option you can get as any guys you want. I think the, here, the thing that, like, that really got me is you're using almost 20% of your overall budget on these three guys. That was hard for me to get over. I, I agree. Uh, I don't have myself six. I have myself fifth, though. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. completely aligned with you on that. I, I think I looked at my team, uh, Lillard and, and Booker for me, it, it made sense. It, it's I'm still getting them for less than they're going to go for based on how much money everyone has. And I'm playing from behind here. I can move those guys for a ransom season if I have to, if my season falls apart in basketball. And Chet, I, I couldn't at 15. He doesn't really fit. But he's also a guy I'm going to keep for a very long time at that amount. But I completely agree. It, it was a significant portion of my budget. 
I have a feeling that when baseball comes around, you're going to be even more disappointed with how much money I'm spending on keepers. Who did you my, have at my six? six yeah, who do you have at, at six? At six, I've got Grants. I've got Tatum. Uh, he's got Tatum, Sabonis, and, and Kessler here. The value... I, I, I'm a big Sabonis fan. I think what that guy does, if you're going to run a guard strategy, is phenomenal. But he's not running a guard strategy with this. And I think his overall keeper value is good there. Kessler's another one where I'm like, probably on the lower end. But Tatum and Sabonis, I, I think, are easily Tatum top 10 guy and, and Sabonis top 15. I, I don't think they got a lot of as much value as other teams based on the price point. So that, that's why I had him in the sixth spot there. But I, I do the, the team. We're getting into a little bit of a, a nitpick here and there. Yeah, I, I have him. I had him at, at fifth as well. Oh, excuse me. No, I didn't. I, I did not have him at fifth. I have them at fourth. I had Brusser. I had Ryan. Oh, okay. At, at fifth. Interesting. Um, we talked about them again as the keeper. But going back to, to to Greg and Hans here, I actually like Kessler a lot. He had a phenomenal rookie year. I think he's gonna continually get get better. Case, my my case. exact text to Greg was. Who the fuck is Walker Kessler? <laughs> yeah, he's, look at his numbers, man. The guy's a stud, and he was a rookie. He came out yeah. of nowhere. The U- Utah. Got he's on San Antonio. Steal. Utah. He's on Utah. Okay. Um, the, I think Tatum's a steal, and I think Demontis it could be a steal. I, I just, I don't know. Like, there's already rumors of is Sabonis like a good fit for the Kings? Like, how far can they take him? And I don't know. Granted, it's fantasy, but. I wouldn't right. be surprised like, if they're off to a slow start or they underachieve if they look to maybe make a trade for Sabonis and that could alter his um, his overall value. I, I can't, like 42 though was good. Like he was awesome last year. And they're, what he's using is they have a lot of budget and they have, they're using 16% of it. Mm-hmm. And Tatum could arguably be the number one fantasy guy this year. Sabonis, I think the Kings finished the high, again, regular season, but finished the highest they've ever been, right? And third place not ever but re- in recent memory and the kings were mm-hmm. dominant back in the lakers they, kings they era. dealt with no but, injuries at all last year zero injuries while the rest of the west yeah. was horrible they got a three seed obviously we know what happened against the warriors yeah. but we'll see what happens yeah. i see a little bit of a regression here for them okay all right so we went through your five and my five let's let's hop into the fours then so you had you had them at four right i had the I had greg and hans at four so my four is sam i, I love his keepers i love the value i think he has the second best value with Edwards and Jerron and Jamal Murray where he has them. Also, compared to the, his budget spend too, it's phenomenal. My only knock on them and the only reason they're sitting at four for me is I don't think they have a top 10 guy in that group. Yeah, maybe not top 15. So the remaining teams for me, I, I think, do have that level uh, of sure top 10 guys. So that's why uh, Sam's in it for me. So I had Sam at second. I think for me, I'm looking at this, I think... JJ, Triple J is going to be equally as good with Morant out. I don't think he's going to, and I don't think it's going to fluctuate much when Ja comes back or when he's gone. I think he's going to be incredibly valuable. I think Anthony Edwards is going to have an unbelievable year. I am very yeah. high on him this year, and I think just at 31, I, I would argue that's the best value of any keeper that's being that's being kept across the board. I can see him being a top five fantasy player this year. I really do. I really yeah. do believe that. I think his time with USA Basketball was super helpful. We've seen guys make a jump after doing USA Basketball for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then Jamal Murray's fine. Like at 20 bucks, I think that's about yep. what he would go for in the draft. I don't think he would be inflated because of the run in, in the playoffs. And so overall, and it's, it's only 10% of his overall budget. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part yep. of it as well. So that's why I have him at second. Third for me, though, I have Joe Enforced. I 
they have a lot of they have a lot of money and they're keeping the guys that they want Joel Embiid at 63 Halliburton at 54 I think both of those guys would go for about that I, I think in within the auction Cam Johnson oh, is fine no. I think they're not, mi- you don't think not so at 250 Embiid is going to go for would go for significantly more okay at a budget with 250 not to mention some teams have 800 yeah mm-hmm. he, I, I think you, there are two guys in this group that could flirt with a century mark and Embiid is one of them so who did you have a third then my, my third is Gerbert. Okay. You're, where we're most unaligned is my two, which is where I've got the Zach and Griffin crack. So Gerbert, for me, was in my three spot. Again, the, the best value of any group, they won't shut up about it at every draft we've done. We get it, okay? They found a loophole in the rules, which we have set corrected. It's now called the Paul George rule. Uh, what happens for any fantasy player out there you know that when you're in playoffs you have to start dropping guys that shouldn't be dropped because you need to win that playoff matchup and last year that was paul george we didn't have a rule around what happened for a keeper level level player being dropped in playoffs so it reset his value down to 15 dollars. that's a ridiculous deal for paul george um marketing is the one that scares me he had great year last year unbelievable but let's see how that plays out uh, but shy is the truth. Uh, I, I think he's t- SGA. Yeah. I'm going back at it and immediately saying Anthony Edwards best keeper value. It's SGA has for twenty three dollars. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. like you, you spelled it out on Paul George. I actually had them going first. It's hard to argue it, even if Markinen is takes a little step back. Mm-hmm. He for fifteen dollars, he would go for more than fifteen in my opinion. They're only spending eight yep. percent of their overall budget. They're going to be in a good spot going into the year. So I just mean, look, to Anthony recap, Edwards is is a great. Uh, pick for being the only team USA basketball player that's kept for the Olympics. He is the only one that will be on that roster again. That whole team USA team is going to be gone. But even with all the stars coming out for Olympics, I still think Ant makes that roster. Yeah, 100%. I agree. So just to recap the the last three, because I think we jumped around. We'll do the top four. I went four. I went Greg and Hans. Third, I Mm -hmm. went Forrest and Joe. Second, I went Sam. First, you went Jerbert. And fourth, no. you went. So I went no, f- fourth, Sam. Sam, third, Gerbert. Yep. Second is Grack. And my number one is, is Forrest. And we yeah, haven't talked. Talk I haven't. Let's yeah. talk about them really quick. Go ahead. The Grack one for me, I, I completely agree with what you said. But I think in a 250 league, Jokic is, is a triple double every single night he plays. And he plays a lot. And I just, the value is still there. I still think he, at $72, I think he's still making $20 on what Jokic would go for with everyone's budgets. And Bridges, it's the same argument I have for Jordan Poole. It's gonna be a ton of volume through Bridges and his stats went meteoric when he got traded to Brooklyn. So I get they spent a lot of their budget. I think they spent it right. I I think they're in a good spot there. And the overall rank, I think Bridges this year will be in the top 15 fantasy players. Just statistical volume. But for my number one, again, Embiid and Halliburton one, two is I think two top five players. And then Cam Johnson, another, that's just a good value play there. A little bit, not huge, but that's their guy they like. I would like this just as much if Cam Johnson wasn't on that group. And, and so that's where they have a lot of money, so it just doesn't hit that much of their budget comparatively, and you're keeping two top five guys. I think this is what Foe wanted to do last year when they had Giannis, Embiid, and Zion, but they didn't have the funds to pull it off. I think they have the funds this year to pull it off. Yeah, we're when I think of the top three here, obviously we had very big discrepancies yeah, between yeah. Grack and I had him at ninth, you had him at second. 
Forrest and Joe, I had him at third. You had him in first. Like, we're splitting hairs here for the most yeah. part. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the draft on Sunday. There is yeah. a lot of big names out there, and I think there's a lot of teams who are willing to spend. And I'm really curious to see the strategy here, I mean, especially with you look at teams, like I mentioned, with Brusser, who don't have any keepers. They have one keeper. How much are they going to spend? It's the first sport. It's super important. Nobody wants to come out of the first sport and not be in playoffs. It really sets the tone. I feel like this draft, because I'm so in on our pod right now, that I'm going to be distracted taking notes on other teams and what they're doing in strategy just to talk about it in the next pod. But I also think we should have uh, some bets. I think I I sent a text to the group because we have a few new teammates joining the draft that if you go on auto draft, the Yahoo guy doesn't understand what we're doing. So it will try to spend all your money. And does that happen, TJ? Does someone... Go on auto draft with two picks left and a $50 bid goes out on someone because they have 800 bucks left or whatever in their thing. Do you think that happens? I hope it doesn't. It will be hilarious if it does. It would really mm-hmm. screw somebody's year. And it's, I mean, what do we do if it worst, does? The worst comes to worst, they'll have, they should have an amazing basketball team and then they mm-hmm. can supplement some of those players for dollars or other players. Do you think on. as a league, we should just let them, if that occurs, just back out their last two picks and then they can just go add drop or do you think we should hold them to it it depends are they auto drafting because they can't make it or are they auto drafting because they're having like internet issues those are things that matter to me if if they're just blatantly not there listen you you can't make it like almost everybody has two has two partners yeah i I think this scenario i'm envisioning is you have a new member they've got like the top 10 guys at the end of these auction drafts it does get a little brutal you're you're betting four dollars wagering four dollars on a guy it takes a little long these are ad drop guys i could see a new member dropping right there thinking i've got my top i don't care and not realizing you're still sitting with six hundred dollars in your account that it's gonna go in now and be like i've got a i want this guy i'll bid 40. Mm-hmm. And just a lockup. It'll be a borderline guy, but okay. We will uh, hopefully it doesn't happen, and, and hopefully the, the teams understand what's coming. But excited for how the much draft. you think uh, Wemby goes for? I was talking about this with Josh. I think certain teams are going to be polarized on him because mm-hmm. the I think he's a generational talent for sure, but he may not play. They're going to have him on they're going to have him on a leash. I don't think they're going to play him a lot of minutes. I think they're going to ease him in. They understand where they're at. Mm-hmm. Like they could be really good. I think they like they don't want to they don't want to risk injury or overplaying or yep. his, stunning his growth, not his like literal growth, but like his growth as a basketball player. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I think he'll I think he'll go in the 40 range if I had to guess. I was thinking when I saw this, I'm like this guy screams Josh that Josh is going to be all over this guy, no matter what, no matter how much money it's going to cost you, because you have such a big budget to start with, that he's just sitting there, just pushing the button, just waiting, just whatever, just next button. What I can confirm that there are a lot of people that Josh likes (laughs) going into this draft. That's what I can confirm. It's going to be fun. You got a lot of big names out there. Curry's going to be available. Kawhi's going to be available. Doncic's going to be available. Trey Young. There's a lot of big names. So I think there's going to be some fireworks on Sunday. Yeah. I'm excited for the draft. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Purge Pod. Go purge yourself. GFYF, everybody. Yep. Go fuck yourself, guys.